Hey everybody, welcome to the Vatikant podcast. I'm Tim Logan. I am one of the organizing team of the Vatican Festival and a regular contributor to this podcast. I'm Kirsten. I'm the producer of this podcast. And I'm Julia and I'm the guest of today's podcast, I think. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> welcome to the show, Julia. Maybe you could just start uh, by telling us a little bit about what your yes. role is in the Vatican Festival. Yes. Yeah, I'm Julia. I'm uh, also working for Open Campus for the Vatican Festival, basically since the day it was founded. And um, But I'm also a founder of uh, the initiative for the support of the gaming industry in Schleswig-Holstein, uh, short If Game SH. And uh, so my role at the Vatican Festival is not only part of the organizing team, but also um, organizing the gaming area, which is in its third year this year. Mm. Yes. Yeah, cool. How did it develop in the past years? Um, and how did you start? <laughs> we like uh, for me personally, I'm always I was always like a part of the gaming industry, not only by playing it, but also by developing gaming areas for Minecraft uh, servers or for localizing for indie developers. And when I started at the Vatican Festival in 2016, we had a small retro chill area with a few uh, Nintendo consoles so the people can just chill there. And we also had a project management Minecraft session. And um, in 2017, I decided to, to make a gaming area. Like we had a lot of areas, uh, themes there. And um, I just said, okay, I want to do something about gaming to show the people that there's not only like people who play games but also people who make games and in this year we had the problem that there weren't any people in Schleswig-Holstein who were making games and this is not good because Germany is a big sector in the gaming industry like consuming wise and um, okay then I said okay I will just invite some bigger studios from Germany to get them to the Vatican to show people okay, gaming is cool, There, there's also a big industry in gaming, and um, last year we got 10 studios from all over Schleswig-Holstein and Germany um, showing, so it developed in one year that we had suddenly studios popping up in Schleswig-Holstein who want to showcase their game. Yeah, and we want to do it this year too, and yeah, we have a lot of studios now. Are there also corporations uh, with the universities here in Schleswig-Holstein? Um, for the gaming area, yes, um, not corporations per se, but last year we had some students from the FH Kiel, I think, um, who said like two weeks before the festival, okay, we have a playable prototype, which is which was quite funny. Um, we want to showcase the game, and we were basically full like in the area, and but we said, okay, it's a new studio, we want you to come to the Vatican Festival and showcase your prototype. And so we have a lot of students coming from from uh, several universities or um, Fachhochschulen to the gaming area, but not there to showcase their games, yes. Now, what was oh. the game like that these guys brought? It was quite funny because it was the perfect game for a conference. Um, it was called Robbenketchen, which is like uh, you had to you had to play kind of like football but with um with seals on mm -hmm. an icy surface and the people there were four people who could play it simultaneously so it was like a multiplayer game and um, it was quite short so all the people who were there just they didn't have to play the game for 15 minutes or something but they could mm -hmm. 
swap through it quite yeah. a bit, and it was it was the main attraction, I think, at the gaming area. That's really nice, isn't <laughs> because it? Because it was so funny. Comes yes, in the yeah. last minute. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. And so, like, in terms of like, uh, how uh, how would how would you perceive that the games industry in Slesvig Holstein has developed then from last year till now? When we founded the the initiative, if game is here, in January two thousand eighteen, um, we were just like, okay, we want to do a little bit of stuff to keep the students we had for a video game session here in Schleswig Holstein, because there were talented people who would otherwise have to move away, which is not good. Since since last year, it exploded basically the things that we did. Um, we are doing political stuff to show um, politicians that the gaming industry is pretty good and is a lot of bringing money to the to the state and yes yeah, since uh, 2018 i think um, the industry in Schleswig-Holstein developed into a good position we started with basically one bigger studio in Schleswig-Holstein and now there uh, there are several um, studios who are funded, who are doing a prototype right now, who can showcase their games at the Waterkant, and all within a year. And we had to we had to talk to politicians, we had to talk to people from the industry to show them that there is stuff happening in Schleswig-Holstein. And I think we did a good, or we're still doing a good thing here. Yeah, cool. What does what is like? What's the kind of like the scale of a game? So like. <laughs> Like if you're if a game if a if a company if a small indie studio launches a game like how many people like wh what's what's successful? Okay, a small company in the gaming industry is can be one person working on a game for five years nonstop. And then how many players? Usually, the smaller teams or the teams that are going into a kind of niche market. Um, they're selling as much as they can um, they can use for developing another game like the aim of a studio is not only to do one game and then finish and go different ways but to get the funding for another game and then with that game uh, get the funding for another game sure. and in Schleswig or in, in Germany it's quite hard because there's not much uh, federal funding for studios um, like in other countries like France or Canada um, so they always have to find different ways to fund mm -hmm. themselves. And you can't compare it to like other software companies because uh, software is not comparable to a game because a software has a much smaller scale of uh, productivity or you, you can do a software faster than a game. So the studios get told, okay, you can you can fund yourself to uh, with uh, with doing software for someone i don't know mm -hmm. um but they can't do it because they have to focus on, on game development yeah so the game studios need the funding they need funding from from official sites um if they want to do a quick and fast and efficient game yeah yes. did you hear a number yet i didn't no. hear a number <laughs> which which number do you want it's to just hear? like a kind of i just want to get a sense of like if a, if a studio launches a game Yes. Like at what point is, like it's kind of an indie studio, like a local studio or something like oh. this. What kind of number of players do you think, what kind of number of people are going to be downloading and playing that game? Um, what's the sort of scale of the market yeah, for that? For smaller studios, it's like, or for German smaller studios, it's like 200,000 players right. on Steam. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, bigger indie studios or bigger people from the US or from Canada, they can have like one million downloads uh, on right. on a launching week or something cool, if they yeah, yeah. if they develop a fan base or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. What is Steam? Is it a platform? Yeah, it's to buy. Yeah, it's a platform to to buy games like Google App Store or something. And is there a is there a kind of a, is there a, a like um, a consistent platform for development of games that studios are using? Um, they are mostly using um, something called Unity or Unreal engines, which are basically game engines where you can where you have assets or not only graphic assets but also programming assets to develop a game mm -hmm. without writing the code from scratch. Yeah. yeah. So it's relatively low. Like if you want to get into it, you could do it. Yes, you can kind of like you. Yeah. You can. There's a the threshold. There's a learning curve, but you don't have yeah. to really start from scratch. Yeah, you to don't have to it. to learn how to code if you don't want to use something like JavaScript or something. You can use low entrance um, mm -hmm. software like Unity or yeah. Unreal Engine. So if someone wanted to get into it and start developing, they where? can come to the video game <laughs> sessions. Uh, at Open Campus, right. yes. Yeah. So there's a session at Open Campus yes. for, uh, yeah. Cool. But also come to the Vatican Festival, yes. obviously. And you can meet the people who are doing the sessions at the Vatican Festival, Caro and Jens. Yes. And I think you can also, I think Jens is also planning to do a game design workshop, um, which is not meaning like the art stuff, but how to design a level, how to design a game that it's fun and everyone can use it. You can use it for... Um, leadership management you can use it for board games you can use it for video games you can use it for escape rooms basically <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, for everything in life yeah cool are there also speakers for gaming for yes. the gaming area yes uh, there are a lot of speakers for the gaming area we don't only have speakers from game studios but also from the esports scene this year i have be focused because i'm doing the gaming area together with jana möglich um, who is our esports correspondent uh, in the If Game um, We have people, um, and I have to think about it, like Miriam Reppel or Hans uh, Jagnov, who are doing two different things in the German esports scene. Hans is, I think, the founder of the ESPD, Esports Bund Deutschland. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's a Verband. And Miriam Reppel is doing an esports diner, which is, I think, the first uh, esports diner in Germany where you can not go to a bar and watch football or something, but go to a bar, eat there, and watch esports mm -hmm. matches. Yes. How and important will esports be in Schleswig Holstein? Can you. <laughs> Quite imagine? important. I can't why? spoil <laughs> anything, but um, the ESPD just announced, I think, a few weeks ago that. They were looking at doing an esports center here in Kiel. So Kiel would be the, the focus point for esports development here in Schleswig-Holstein. And also since last year, there was heavy political influence into further putting esports into the sports section and making it so that people can get money for doing esports. And I have to say that it's not only like playing a game for two or three hours and then being done, but it's being competitive within a game. It's not like we don't want people to just sit there and do nothing or like the basic like uh, slackers, 
but we want people to be competitive with within a game and this is quite good yes i was talking yeah. i was talking to um to our friend thomas bialuti about this who will uh, also be coming to the Vatican. great it's great from denmark um, yeah yes. from denmark and um and he was telling stories about the esports like some of these kind of superstars in esports yeah. who are and they're being paid like like 20 like million amazing amounts yeah. of money for for this you know on a par with or more than professional athletes yeah. in some sports and yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's really taking off as a... In Germany, as... not so much as in Denmark or South Korea or something, but we want to get there. Because the funny thing is that, um, I think I forgot to say it, that the ESL, the eSports League, is actually founded in, in Cologne in Germany. And it's now a multi-billion dollar industry. It's one of the biggest tournaments in, in eSports. And uh, Christopher Flate from the ESL... Uh, we'll be there to tell uh, about how, how it got so big and um, how we can use this momentum for Schleswig-Holstein. Um, so we will have a few big players from, from the eSports scene at the Vatican Festival. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's super nice. Yeah. I already heard that some uh, football clubs are already yeah. <laughs> having little teams and <laughs> are playing uh, well on screen during the, the half-times. Yeah, in the yeah. half-times, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 So. I think uh, Holstein Kiel is the biggest part in football versus esports right now. I think they mm -hmm. have their FIFA team, yes. Mm -hmm. It's cool to see that they're interested in doing an hmm. electronic sport. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I guess it's kind of because it's, which is lovely to see that people are realizing that the audience is yeah. like, if people like watching sports, they like watching sports. Yeah. And so uh, why make this distinction between physical sports and esports? It's like, so it makes sense for brands in yeah. the in the physical sporting world to then leverage their brands in the e-sporting world as well. It's yeah. uh, it's it's it's, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same as going to a bar and watching the Champions League there. We just go not to a bar but meet with friends and watching esports. Hmm. It's basically the same. Where is yeah. that esports uh, diner, by the way? In Just, Cologne. It's in Cologne, yeah. right? So this yeah. kind of Cologne is like the hotspot for esports in Germany. Yes, Cologne, Berlin, and Hamburg. But we want to get it to Kiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the other discussion whether it's a sport or not. <laughs> I think that's that will well. It's a precision sport. We we had to had to learn it because it will always come up when talking to politicians. Like chess is a sport because it was at the founding of the um, of the sports sports bund comparable to to billiard or to to darts. What is esports? Esports. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it yeah, has yeah. the same the yeah. same motor um, or the same physical aspects as esports or darts, and it's also a sport. So yeah. we always uh, we always say okay, esports is not not like fighting or not like football, but you can see physical activation you can see mental brain power and uh, it's the same with darts or with billiard and so it has to so be hand-eye coordination yeah, and uh, are they called are they already called precision sports is that what the, 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 the billiard precision, darts are called? yeah yeah, yeah precision yeah, sport like yeah. shooting is also a precision yeah, sport yeah, and right. you do the same amount of sweating while shooting i think yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's nice uh, that it's getting bigger because then this discussion is also getting bigger. So yeah. also universities are starting to test it and well doing some research about it. So you get some some results about studies yeah. and you can argument with that. So yeah, 
is pretty nice. Yeah, the the thing about the like hand-eye coordination is also um, proven by another uh, university in Cologne. <laughs> um, they did a test with esportlers, uh, esport people, and they found that the the mental brain power and the the physical like hand-eye coordination is up the roof when they play. It's comparable to other sports, so it has to be sport. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. What do we um, we mentioned briefly, uh, Thomas from Denmark. Yes. In terms of the Vatikant, what other international people have we got coming in the in the gaming area? Yeah, yeah we will not only have him he uh, him there, but um, we will also have uh, a lovely cooperation with the Ideas Lab. We met uh, two or three um, very nice studios or two studios in the Ideas Lab who are coming. Uh, Chop Chop Games who are doing or their games will be hopefully finished uh, for the Waterkant. And another studio called Drama Queen, I don't know if it's the final name, but they're, they're called Drama Queen right now, who are doing a quite interesting idea of bringing theater and scene development to, to a game so people can can do their own scenes with, with Unity or with mm -hmm. Unreal Engine mm -hmm. and have, have the people or the, the characters play it through. So it's a learning aspect. Yeah, okay. it's like a stage, yeah. and you can you can get to do be like a theatre director, and you can move the actors around on yeah. the stage and give them their lines, <laughs> oh. and you can. But it's sort of a it's sort of a great um, it's a great way of prototyping a play, like if and and teaching young people how to like do theatre direction yeah. without yeah. actually having to get other people onto a stage and move them around. Yeah, and you can do it online or with with in games, and that's a good thing in games that it's not only like for for entertainment but it's also for education that you can teach people stuff with it yeah that's super nice that one what do what do chop chop games do i've i haven't really i know i've heard the name but i don't know what they're uh, you're not allowed to talk about it no i, I <laughs> don't say if you don't say anything <laughs> if it's a spoiler alert then <laughs> i think they're doing like a platformer like jump and run in german but I'm not quite sure, and I think you have to experience it at the Vatican okay. Festival. Okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think yeah, uh, it will be finished uh, um, during, for the Vatican yeah. Festival, and yeah, awesome. hopefully we can see it there. Yeah, cool. So, what are the what other opportunities are there to like get involved with games? Vatican Festival we've talked about, and the uh, courses here at the Open Campus. We're also at the Kila Woche for the playground. They're doing like uh, workshops and um, prototype uh, sessions. We are booked for a lot of workshops at schools where we tell the pupils what kind of jobs are in the in the um, gaming industry. And for Vatakant, you can still register. We're doing a game jam, which is basically a hackathon for for games. Like you sit for 48 hours in a team with a theme that you get during the game jam and do a basic game. It don't has to be polished, it don't has to be finished, it just has to be playable. And uh, that will be uh, the weekend before the Vatakant and the final presentations will be during the Vatakant, so you can still register. I think I can give you the link. And we, yeah, we put it in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also doing the Baltic Dev Days, which is the first developer conference here in Schleswig-Holstein for game developers um, during the digital week in September where you can also meet all the people from the gaming industry here in Schleswig-Holstein. So yeah, there are a lot of events this year where we touch on gaming. 
what are you well privately playing um right game? now i started stardew valley again i already have a 300 hours in there and i started again and which one's that stardew valley it's like a game where you have to, you inherited a farm and you have to make it profitable again but it don't have to be profitable but have to be it have to be good and you can do spreadsheets with how how your farm is doing and what are you planning and i love spreadsheets and lists and so this it's a, it's a perfect game for oh i'm just gonna play one hours and then suddenly it's like 12 hours wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm also playing uh, forager right now which is a new indie game just who just came out and i'm also doing I was also playing Zelda for the Switch. Yeah, a lot of games, but I can't play them all. I usually just play like two or three hours a week. Um, or if I have a day off, I play more. But I'm usually like translating games and doing games. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if, if you if you work in the gaming industry, you actually play less games than a normal yeah. gamer because you are so full. Mm. Yeah. It's like TV as well. If you work yeah. in TV, you don't watch TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> because you see all the shit that's going on behind the scenes. No, yeah. no. Yes. Kirsten, are you playing any games? Well, um, my roommate also has a Nintendo Switch, so uh, we always meet in kitchen sometimes. <laughs> and then. <laughs> What are you playing on the Switch? Oh, they're just well, some, some old school stuff like Mario Kart. <laughs> Very good. And uh, some kind of a kitchen game. but Overcooked? I don't... Yeah, I think it's yeah. overcooked, but I pre don't like it because it <laughs> remembers me <laughs> in cooking, so I don't <laughs> like to play it. What's <laughs> overcooked? It's like you have to manage a kitchen with four, four I think up to four people. Right, yeah. Like you get you get you get the list of uh, uh -huh. things that oh, or right, things right, of right. orders yeah, and yeah. one yeah. person has to do the, the dough for the pizza, uh -huh. one has to deliver yeah. the pizza, one yeah. has to put all the things on the pizza and you have to really talk to people <laughs> to do a good game. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds nice. <laughs> it's, it's, crazy. Crazy. it's a team game yeah. and it's yeah. pretty good. I think there are a lot of possibilities to play in a team and also use team um, building it's basically yeah. yes and and use your smartphone additional to yeah. that for example there's also a game i don't know how it's called but it's uh, you have to save your life because otherwise a bomb uh, will explode uh keep talking and nobody explodes or something no yeah <laughs> I, <not> right. <laughs> but you know what it's i mean great, yeah great title for a game right yeah but you have to solve it together yeah. and you can also uh, see some stuff on your smartphone yeah. while playing that. So I think it's a pretty nice combination. Yeah, yeah. Different screens. There are a lot of indie games right now who are doing the concept of not only like you sitting in front of the screen and like playing with with uh, with buttons or something, but to actually interact with people. Like I have one project which is called Hidden Folks by Adrian de Jong. From the Netherlands, and he also did um, a game Bounden um, before that, and he does games that are a little bit different. Like one game, you have to you have to hold the smartphone with two people and um, with a gyroscope, like keep it keep it in the middle, and so you have to do dancing around each other and something. So it's a trend to to go to the more multiplayer mm -hmm. part of of gaming too, to interact with not only the game but also with the people playing the game. Yeah, yeah like cool. overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. play as well? No, not really. Like I play. <laughs> Do your kids play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play a little bit, a little bit with my kids. There's, uh, I don't even know what it's called. There's one with like 
We're racing like kind of hydrofoils around, um, which is well, pretty nice, a racing game. And then some Lego games as well. Yeah. Kind of a few in the from Lego studio that are quite nice. Yeah. But no, I don't really I don't really play games. I played a bit of sausage throw and a bit of <laughs> what was that other one? Sausage throw and mind loops. Mind loops? No. Space my... loops. So there's two from uh from I remember uh, from Mindfox yeah. Studios yeah. in oh, okay, okay. in there yeah. are two two games from them which I was playing when we were when we were travelling up there. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone games for just laughs, throw sausages really? yeah. in the air and get them on like stuff. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in general, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, maybe you just need the perfect game for you. Yeah, I like playing games for sure. And uh, we play some uh, paper games. So, um, and I think this is kind of like also quite interesting as well. This idea of like um, that if you want to get into games, you don't necessarily even have to be doing the programming programming yeah. stuff that if you're interested in games yeah. like we were talking about before like you go to a paper jam and you can or you can design you could, your you game could, yes. you could join in a you could join in a game jam without actually yeah. having to be a, a programmer if you're if you can if you have ideas about gameplay or yeah Usually the, the the people that are most most sought after in in game jams are sound designers and project managers yeah. because everyone is a programmer everyone can program there are the sound designer are usually like traveling between between the groups yeah. and doing stuff for more than one group yeah. and the project managers are basically always there for or always have to be there for for a game jam where you have to crunch crunch something in a small amount of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good insight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Cool. Good. Yeah. That's a good amount for a show. Thanks, Eula. Yeah. yeah, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to have you here. <laughs> no, I think it's really going to be really... See, it's really nice that this area is growing a bit, a little bit more physical L a, space. A bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more physical space this year. So it's nice that year on year it's getting a bit bigger and becoming um, more established as the industry becomes more established. And, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super nice, super nice part of the festival. Yeah. And if you have any questions to the podcast, just ask us on Facebook or Instagram. So thanks for listening. You hear us next week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.